It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Also, I love orange Tic Tacs. (laughs) And I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder and some might even say smarter counterpart of the Back Row. I'm a wife, mom, super fan of all things friends, and my favorite color is yellow. What? But I don't like wearing yellow, and I will never decorate with yellow. You and I have the same favorite color? Yellow's your favorite color? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Say what? But also kind of like in a way that I don't want it to be. <laughs> so there's so many shades of yellow that are ugly, mm. but there's a small little section of yellow in the color wheel that is it just brings so much joy to me when i see it but that shade of yellow is very hard to get correct which is why i will not wear yellow and i won't decorate with yellow see i think and i think i told you this when i discovered it but like i just came to the realization one day that my favorite color is yellow because subconsciously I always choose like the yellow version of things. Whenever I'm designing things, I lean towards the yellow palette, uh, like back or radio. Yeah. At back or radio, we did yellow and black. Uh, I, I just came to this realization unfortunately that fortunately happened to be Steelers. Colors. I, lo- <laughs> I love yellow for some reason. And, uh, I don't know why. And I don't want that to be my favorite color. I feel like I should like green or red or blue better. But I don't. I, I like yellow, and so I've stopped fighting it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, too, agree with you. There are a lot of nasty shades of yellow. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a good yellow. It really does. <laughs> it really does. And to me, you know, mustard ended up becoming like a trendy shade mm-hmm. recently. I like mustard. I like yeah. the colored mustard. But that leans almost more in the orange yeah, side. Yeah, it, it, it goes orangish. Mm-hmm. And not yellow. So anyway, that that was just a random tidbit of <laughs> color information for you there. <laughs> I did pick red for Among Us. And the reason why, Rogar, by the way, we're recording on Twitch. We do that on Tuesdays. Uh, so we will be interacting with our Twitch followers as we do the show. Uh, the reason why I picked red is because I want to do the headphones. And the headphones are red and you can't change the color. And they just don't look good with a yellow body. If you were on that game, there was one game where I accidentally got the color yellow. But I was wearing the red headphones. It looked awful. Everybody hated it. People wanted to vote me out just for the way I looked. Well, and also, here's a fun side story, especially for those, our friends who do Tuesday Night Among Us with us. Um, I, you can vouch for me, I started playing Among Us before Matt did. And Mm -hmm. I was the one who told Matt, it's a ton of fun. You should really, really, you should really start playing it. Yep. So I kind of was the start. You, you and our buddy Tyler both... Uh, 
Why can't you just give me credit? Well, because uh, you because he ain't even you, here, you and planted, he don't even play with us on Tuesdays. You plant, he did give once. Me, give me. He the, actually did once before you did. Give me the credit, whatever. <laughs> but um, you planted the seed. He watered it. Okay, so <laughs> then, like, I want to say the second or third time after you played and we had a discussion on it, you asked me, "What's your color?" What color? And I said, oh, yellow every time with the little green stem Mm -hmm. because it looks like a lemon. Looks like a lemon. So that's really why Matt hasn't ever chosen yellow because he knew that that was my color from the (laughs) get-go. And he's respectful in that way. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Hey, welcome, uh, Asia. Glad to have you. Uh, Glad you get to catch one of our streams. Uh, We're just starting, too. And boy, it's going to be a good stream today, guys. Uh, Today on the show... New Mexico is is breaking bud. We're going to talk marijuana. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. We are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, no, first. we've also got a junk food Tuesday, a taste test. Okay, technically, it is first. Exactly. So would you stop <laughs> cutting me off and just let me talk? Good grief. Shh. Hush. Uh, we've also got a junk food Tuesday, taste test, ask us anything, five random facts, and more. But first, today is Tuesday, <laughs> April 20th, 2021, and we got some holidays to celebrate. We do. It's National Cheddar Fries Day. Yay, yay. Cheddar fries. You know what? Actually, I take back my yay, yay. Yay, yay. I don't like just fries with cheese on them. I'm trying to take back your yay, yay. I like chili cheese fries. Um, I don't just like cheese fries. Okay, so here's the thing. Cheddar fries curious if it is actual fries with like nacho cheese melted cheese whatever on top or if it's the cheddar version of hot fries no oh okay not it's fries it's it's it's, How you know? it's potato fries you didn't you didn't make it comes up with this a holiday picture. the holiday comes with a picture <laughs> <laughs> it's also National Lookalike Day. Hey, I Ayo. I have been told I look like several thousand other bald men with <laughs> beards and glasses. We all look the same. We're it's all a the same person. Discriminatory, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do recall one time when I was a teenager, uh, we were at Wonderland. We take my nephews to Wonderland Park, uh, and so as my parents were there, and apparently there was a kid that looked exactly like me. To the point where my parents were yelling at this kid to come over and eventually walked over there and grabbed him by the arm. They're like, oh, you're not our kid. Sorry. My (laughs) bad. I was on the complete opposite side of the park. Yeah, it was nuts. Interesting. I don't have any lookalikes at all. False. I feel like we talk about on a weekly basis how much you look like Candace Cameron Bray. I don't think we talk about it on a weekly basis. (laughs) I will say, though, so that has been since being an adult in the last seven or eight years. Yeah, teenage pictures of you, not even a little bit. So growing up as a kid throughout childhood and into my teen years, people said that I look like Danielle Fischel, which is Topanga from Boy Meets World. And so... My kids have started watching the original. They watched Girl Meets World. But then just recently they started watching all the original Boy Meets World. And Canon was like, Mom, you kind of look like her, too. And I was like, <laughs> I know it's weird. Because <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure and Danielle Fischel look nothing alike. <laughs> you should have been like, I am her. 
<laughs> There's a part of my life you didn't know about. Right? I should have. Well, you know. <laughs> my real name's Topanga. I missed an opportunity there. And I'm, I'm in witness protection. <laughs> so. You're not even my real kids. Right? <laughs> um, I actually dated a guy in high school who looked just like Corey. Really? And his name was also Corey. Poor guy. Um, <laughs> rude. <laughs> I'm taking that personally. Did you? <laughs> you have a crush on Corey? Good grief. Everyone knows the, the best friend was the, the good looking one. What Sean? was his name? Sean, yeah. See, and I wasn't. Sean was the heartthrob. I wasn't a writer strong not, fan. Not curly head Corey. See, curly head was my thing. <laughs> Still. Chris has curly hair when he lets it grow out. I <sighs> wish you would let it grow out. <laughs> Why can't the you white, let your hair the grow The white out? man afro. Yeah. <laughs> I I will admit, uh, Topanga was my my crush when yeah? I was a, a kid. She, yeah. I think that it's because she had that like she was not only weird in as her role. The weirdness was fun. Uh huh. But she didn't have like the girl next door look. She wasn't blonde hair, blue eyed. It was more of like an exotic look, if you will. You know. Dark hair. It was still like blonde, more, though, wasn't it? It was like a dirty blonde. It was a Pretty little sure. more on the darker side. It, you would consider it dirty blonde, yes. Yeah. But dirty blonde is not blonde hmm. at all. Thanks. I'm, it's my <laughs> hair color as well. So anyway, I'm going to have to find a picture. I know that I still have a picture of myself and Corey from yeah. from high school. Yeah, I'm going to have like to Corey and Topanga. Oh, that's what everybody <laughs> called us. Everybody. All right, well, we got uh some weird news for you today. Hey, uh, hey, it's also news. National Pineapple oh, Upside Down Cake. Oh, I forgot about that. No one cares about pineapple. Upside I down. love pineapple upside pineapple down cake. Pineapple upside down cake can go die. It is the vacation of <laughs> cakes. <laughs> It is. You feel like you're on a tropical island when you eat it. <laughs> I, I bet Asia enjoys that. Uh, they're they're a fan of pineapple over there. I feel like I've seen eight pineapples on your on your cooking streams. Asia in our chat here. Mm-hmm. She does cooking streams. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Pineapples all the time. It just kind of sounded rude. That's all. For for people who are listening and don't know that it's a it's a Twitch. I bet Asia. Oh. <laughs> I bet the continent of Asia I bet, really enjoys. Yeah. I I'm bet sorry. Asia likes pineapple upside that makes, down. Cake. That makes that I understand. I what see you're a lot now. of pineapples. Over. <laughs> like, is, Bit am I being racist, racist what's and going discriminatory? On? I don't know what's happening? Uh, my bad. Uh, but Asia does say she does. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sorry for making a legitimate point. Asia now speaks to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird news. Here we go. Mystery tree beast turns out to be a croissant. Get this, get this story here. When animal welfare, welfare officers received a report of an unusual animal lurking in a tree in the Polish city of Krakow, they were not sure what to expect. People aren't opening their windows because they're afraid it'll go in their house, a woman reportedly said. But a visit to the area showed the creature in question was not a bird or even a reptile, but a croissant. The Krakow Animal Welfare Society said the incident was genuine. Writing on Facebook, the organization said that its officers had asked the desperate caller whether the identified animal, 
which had been there in the tree for two days, could be a bird of prey. The woman responded, it looked more like uh, lagun, which is Polish for lagoon, before remembering the correct word was leguan or iguana. Uh, <laughs> although the inspectors knew that it was unlikely that a reptile would survive the cool spring temperatures in the southern Polish city, they wondered if the animal could have been an unwanted pet abandoned by its owners. Arriving on the scene, however, the inspectors found the headless and limbless object in the lilac tree, a pastry, probably thrown out of the window to feed birds. The organization remained lighthearted about the encounter and said the public should continue to err on the side of caution and report any concerns about animal warfare. <laughs> you see that picture. It does look like it could be some weird sure. headless the, cat or the something. The biggest thing is, though, <laughs> that woman threw that thing out her window two days ago and dumb forgot that that was her, <laughs> her breakfast trash that she didn't want anymore and woke up two days later to look out her, her kitchen window and notice this terrifying animal. <laughs> All right, next headline, Steakums starts a bizarre Twitter beef with Neil deGrasse Tyson. I, I love some Steakums. <laughs> Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson recently found himself in a bizarre Twitter beef with, of all things, Steakum brands. Uh, even stranger, many experts took the side of the processed meat product. It all started uh, last Sunday after Tyson tweeted out, The good thing about science is that it's true whether or not you believe in it. Although the tweet attracted more than 128,000 likes, it didn't get much love from Steakum on Monday night when they, quote, tweeted him and said, log off, bro. And then replied with, the irony of Neil's tweet is that by framing science itself as true, he's influencing people to be more skeptical of it in a time of unprecedented misinformation. Science is an ever-refining process to find truth, not a dogma. No matter his intent, this message isn't helpful. This is Steakum's. Steakum saying this. Steakum. Mm -hmm. uh, the company <laughs> when transparent uh, the company then transparently admitted the reason for going after Tyson about the difference between science and truth. Spoiler alert alert, it involves selling processed meat products to home cooks. Uh, it says uh obligatory thread to remind people that we're a brand selling products, so everything we do is based on self interest to grow our business. Steakum bless. Uh, but some people suspect that Steakum's stance was a result of a recent change in the company's social media staff, uh, a charge the company denied. Said you must have changed social media personnel. Nope. Science itself isn't true. It is a consistently refining process used to uncover truths based in material reality, and that process is still full of mistakes. Neil just posts uh, ridiculous sound bites like this for clout, and he has no respect for epistemology. Steakum's said a Epistemology needs respect. <laughs> what is Twitter anymore? I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> someone uh, replied saying, uh, where's the beef here, uh, Steakums? And Steakum replied, just, just sick of Neil's games. <laughs> Twitter has become brands personified. Um, that is what Twitter yeah, is now. Yeah. So David Gorski, uh, uh, MD and PhD, responded, seeing a frozen meat company drag Neil deGrasse Tyson for intellectually sloppy thinking is not something you see every day. Worse for Neil deGrasse Tyson, the frozen meat company is correct. Uh, Josh Jordan replied, seriously, we got Steakum talking epistemology on Twitter over a stupid Neil deGrasse Tyson tweet, and we're witnessing greatness in real time. So Neil actually had to respond and post a follow-up tweet 
if you have the urge to argue with my previous tweet, before you do, please spend four minutes reading this post. And it's a post on his HaydenPlanetarium.org website that goes into a whole thing that essentially agrees with Stakem's. <laughs> It makes the distinction between truth, established facts, and scientific method. Uh, it added, uh, or an article about it added, so calm down, everybody. Though his tweet had people riled and not without merit, his longer form thoughts were well aligned with meat. <laughs> it's just a funny story. I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> I'm, what, what was the name of the, his website that you said? HaydenPlanetarium.org. What is, what is that? The, the plan- Am the, I missing something here? I don't think so. I don't know what the name is. Okay, because um, I mean that—that's the girl from Heroes. <laughs> Hayden Planetarium. That's her name. Hayden Penetiera. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we talked about this yesterday. Elon Musk startup shows monkey with brain chip, impl- chip implants playing video games. No, uh, I forgot we're not talking this about this anymore. Uh, no. <laughs> Nope. Monkey. Monkey playing can games I, with just his brain. Can I walk away for just a minute? Please. <laughs> we talked about it at the very, very <laughs> tail end of yesterday's show. So you can go back and listen to that whole thing. But uh, it's it's the beginning of Planet of the Apes. That's just what we're saying. But my it's heart like has really all happening. of a sudden started beating fast again. <laughs> a Neuralink would be able to calm you down. <laughs> it would regulate your brain impulses and help calm you in times of stress. That's one of the things they want to do with Neuralink. Full brain control. Probably with an app on your phone. Um, <laughs> I don't feel so good. Oh, man. Let's take a break right here. When we come back, it is Junk Food Tuesday. Whoop, 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 whoop. Stick around if you want. We'll, we'll, take, we'll take our minds off of these, these weird news stories with some junk food. Grace, we all know it. And no, I don't mean the little old lady on the second row with the endless stash of Werther's ready to unwrap at the worst time, or the pretty girl in your kindergarten class you've secretly had a crush on. Shout out to the skit guys there. I'm referencing the gift we all accept when we surrender our lives to God. Forgiveness, not earned or deserved, but given completely, fully, and freely, without doubt or regret from the giver. Grace, the gift none of us feel deserving of, but all of us learn to accept one step at a time through our journey as believers. And yet, grace, possibly the hardest thing we ever have to learn to show towards others. I once joked that grace was the one thing we all expect to be on the receiving end of while simultaneously being the one thing we all seem to find justified in withholding from others. Our human nature wants us to lean on the side of karma. We find some level of satisfaction in knowing those who do us wrong will one day have wrong done to them, or that all of our good deeds and actions will eventually come back to us in good as well. As believers, however, we know that is in direct opposition of grace. Karma and grace are not siblings of the same vein. They're more like step-cousins who share no commonality and yet like to mask themselves as one and the same. If we're truly walking in faith and being the hands and feet of Jesus to those around us, then finding validation in the pain or failure of someone else should be the last thing on our minds. 
When we're consciously living out the calling on our lives to go and make disciples and to love others as Christ has loved us, then giving the benefit of the doubt, offering forgiveness even before an apology, and choosing to be peacemakers as often as possible should consistently be our goal. Remembering always that we've all fallen short of the glory of God, which we're told in Romans chapter 3, but to each one grace has been given as Christ apportioned it, which is Ephesians 2.8. So let us live as Christ has, offering grace even to those who have fallen short of our standards, while acknowledging our standards fall measurably short in terms of the Almighty. Morning show. I'm Radio Matt, and I'm Mo. And today on the show, well, we're talking marijuana. Coming up next is Junk Food Tuesday. But before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. What are they about? Uh, everything. Pure random. Okay, good. Pure you haven't random. done a themed random one in a mm-hmm. while, though. No, I've it takes too much work. <laughs> Why well, devote time to this craft? I've started having to write a weekly devotional. It's true. Okay. Uh, The human body literally glows. Researchers in Japan have determined that every body emits a small quantity of visible light that fluctuates throughout different times of the day. That's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I believe it. They were able to figure this out by taking um, high definition photos in um, slow speed. Hmm. Uh huh. And then they figured out that roughly around 10 o'clock is when a person in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning is when a person glows their brightest <laughs> and around four o'clock in the afternoon is when they are their most dim. Did you remember, did you see that Simpsons episode where they crossed over with X-Files and the people that did smell oh, that came over and uh-huh. I thought there was an alien. It was just Mr. Burns getting injected. with Yes. Stuff. Yes. That's what I'm thinking in the brain. <laughs> just, yeah. I bring you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that, that's old school. Reference. Old school. Be old. Uh-huh. Uh, copper doorknobs are self-disinfecting. Yes, I knew that one. Mm-hmm. Brass and copper have proven to sterilize bacteria. Blew my mind. Yep. Um, Marie Curie is the only person to have won two Nobel Prizes in different sciences. Hmm. In 1903, she won a Nobel Prize in physics, and in 1911, she won one in chemistry. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new car smell is actually a combination of over 50 chemicals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that smell that everybody loves. Almost twice as many as Dr. Pepper. Yep. And lastly, several species of sea snakes do not have gills like most fish, but instead breathe through their skin. Mm, that's <laughs> how I breathe. All right. It's Junk Food Tuesday. There's one thing that Mo and I can't deny. We love junk food. And each week we like to discuss new and upcoming junk foods that have been spotted in stores or recently announced. And then later in the show, we've got a taste test. Let's kick it off with breakfast. Ego is coming out with stuffed pancake bites. One of which filled with chocolate, the other with strawberry. 
They're they're like little um little uh, little, little, little little pockets. I'm pretty little certain pancake pockets. I'm pretty certain they already had these. They might have. Well, they did used to have uh, I... Eggo waffles, waffles that were still shaped like a waffle, but they had like a layer of strawberry filling in the middle, and I loved those things. But these are not them. Right. See, and I think that they may have had the pancake bites, but not with the strawberry. Mm, maybe, maybe, maybe. Joy, that was loud, sorry. <laughs> Joy, which uh, is a company that makes ice cream cones, has come out with a chocolate chip cookie ice cream cone. Not like a flavored cone that tastes like chocolate, but actually a rolled up chocolate chip cookie in the shape of a cone. How did you know that's what I was going to say? <laughs> I always have... You always issues. doubt it. You well, always doubt it right away. When no, <laughs> it's I have issues when they're worded in certain ways because mm, chocolate gotcha. chip cookie ice cream cones makes it sound like the ice cream cone is flavored like a chocolate chip cookie. Gotcha, gotcha. Doesn't it? It does, but it's really a cookie. It's like a sheet of cookie rolled up into a cone. Okay. It's pretty good. Cool. Anyway. I don't know if it tastes good. If you're walking through a five below, you might see giant Pop-Tarts boxes in the pool section. Because Pop-Tarts inflatable pool floats are now out in two classic designs, Frosted Strawberry and Wildberry. This is not junk food news. It's kind of. This is summertime fun news. (laughs) Organic Reese's, Organic Hershey's Chocolate Bar, and Organic Hershey's Special Dark Bars are out now. And uh, even the packaging makes me want to never buy one of these. They look awful. Why you got gotta go green. and mess with a good thing? Got green stuff on it. Like I don't, green does not make me want to eat candy. Why do people think that green is appetizing? That's just the color that like the organic, right? Uh, you know, foods have adopted. I but, get it. But you're absolutely right. It it does not conjure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a bite. It's just, ugh, ugh, nah. I mean, most things that are green, people turn their nose up to. <laughs> Reminds me of broccoli. Oh, thank you. Uh, actually, I like broccoli just fine. Uh, jet puffed marshmallow bites, which are chocolate covered marshmallows coming out in three flavors, s'mores, coconut, and birthday cake. Uh, it's not just, you know, the chocolate dip, but also like little bits. So uh, s'mores has little bits of graham cracker. Birthday cake, of course, sprinkles, uh, actual coconut shavings for the coconut one. Interesting. Mm, yeah, could be good. Mm-hmm. All right, cereal time. Dolce de leche toast crunch, a caramel flavored cinnamon toast crunch. You know, I'm trying this one. All about it. Mm, love me some dolce de leche. So the French toast crunch. Yeah. It it's all right. It's all right. It's been around for a while though. Like it I has... remember that being around when I was a teenager. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, I, the last time I had it, Deidre and I were not married. <laughs> I remember okay. thinking it was all right, but, like, I'm not going to pay money to buy this often. <laughs> You're not going to pop a bill? <laughs> not going to pop a bill for no French toast crunch <laughs> when cinnamon crunch is right there? Well, so. I don't think so. They were all out of cinnamon toast crunch at Walmart a few weeks ago, and so I was like, fine, okay, I'll try the French I'll toast try. crunch. Because we've already talked about how it's, like. I have a cup of cinnamon toast crunch before. Oh right, yeah. It's, it's my nightly snack. It's your nightly, your uh-huh. nightly tradition there. Yeah. So this past week, I was going to get a cup of cereal. I had to end up doing something for Mila, so Chris was finishing off preparing it for me. Preparing my cereal. 
<laughs> he was lovingly preparing the uh, <laughs> elegant bowl. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Five stars. Exactly. Michelin star chef. And so he yells into me, hey, cinnamon toast crunch or French toast crunch? And I said, we have cinnamon toast crunch, right? And he said, well, yeah, but there's French toast too. And I was like, oh no, the French toast is only there for when I run out of cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> That's a placeholder. Exactly. Until I can get more cinnamon toast crunch. That's right. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Uh, coming from the depths of hell itself, Mentos is releasing just a, just a straight pack of blue raspberry flavors. Mm-mm. Nah. I'm good. I'll pass on that. So I forget, do you like blue raspberry? Yeah, it's my favorite flavor. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> in Australia, they got Kit Kat Dark in two flavors, Southern Australian Orange and Tasmanian Mint. Hmm. I, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Uh, Snickers is capitalizing on the uh, peanut brownie squares, which we have still not tried and I've only seen bad reviews for, by releasing... Uh, Almond brownie and dark chocolate squares. I've Have you tried, tried them? Yeah. What'd you think of them? I don't hate them. But they weren't great. I, so you remember the thing with the brownie M&M's? Yeah. They're just kind of lackluster. Like, yeah. eh, okay. That's kind of how the Snickers brownie is. It's yeah. just kind of. I mean, I guess I haven't seen, I haven't seen bad reviews. I've just seen that. I've yeah. seen, they're not, nothing, they're nothing special. I prefer the peanut butter Squares, Snickers mm-hmm. squares, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even the almond butter ones. They used to have, and this is not the same as what they have now. They have like crispy squares, Snickers now, but they used to have something called the Snickers crisper, and it was a normal candy bar with the rice in it. It was like a, it was like a Snickers bar that had the crispy rice in it as well. Oh, see, and it was fantastic, and uh, I discovered oh. it too late. I discovered it the year they discontinued it. I love crispy rice Mm -hmm. in a chocolate bar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Next up, uh, let's see. Exclusive to Albertsons and United Supermarkets, M&M's is coming out again with their Rockin' Nut Road, which is just a wonderful name for a treat. Like Rocky Road? Yeah, it's a Rocky Road themed. uh, Why couldn't they just say Rockin' Road? I don't know. (laughs) I guess they need to put that it's got a peanut in it as well. Okay. It's just bad choice. Bad choice of words. So uh, we all know General Mills has that rotating spot for theme cereals uh, that are made up of uh, a colored cereal puff and a marshmallow shape to the theme of the property. Uh, they've had uh, they've had like Pokemon. They've done Minecraft. They you know they just it just kind of rotates every couple months. They get a new one in. Uh, and coming up next is the Ghostbusters cereal, a red cereal puff with white ghost and blue splotch marshmallows, like blue slime. Nothing special. I mean, it's the same cereal as all these other ones. Uh, and there's nothing new happening with Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, no. Well, yes. There's a new movie coming out. Is there? Ghostbusters Afterlife. So huh? I think this year. What? Yeah. Huh? From the ori- like continuing the original story. You almost hit me in my face. <laughs> you didn't know about your Ghostbusters movie. Apparently. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Looks like it could be cool. All Got right. a kid from Stranger Things in it. Yeah. Which one? I don't remember. But one of them. The curly-headed one? I think so. He's kind of got the lisp. I don't remember. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> it's been a long time since I'm that last excited. season of, uh, of Stranger Things came out. Uh, Tostitos coming out with a sweet lime and sea salt. I have no idea what that would taste like. Is it is it sugary and sour and salty all at once? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Sounds weird. I'm going to have to try it at some point. I, I don't think I'll like it, but I'm going to have to try it just know, to see what the, the heck thing. it is. Can we just order like one chip? <laughs> Un chip, please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like one sweet lime and sea salt just, chip. Just so I can see. <laughs> uh, new Sour Patch Kids with a mystery flavor heading the shelves now. The mystery flavor guesses can be submitted to mystery.sourpatchkids.com for a chance to win $50,000. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, why not? So, I guess... We've talked about mystery flavors before, mm-hmm. so I guess that this is an actual flavor this would that be they are just flavor. keeping from us. Yeah. But I wonder, bet it's going to be uh, two flavors combined. <laughs> Could be. Might be. Uh, Special K is coming out with a new almonds cereal with chocolatey dipped flakes. So some of the flakes have been dipped in chocolate. I mean, there's, there's, get it? Can only go, can only go up from Special K, right? Can only get better. So this couldn't help. I mean, this couldn't make it worse. Uh, Following the successful launch of the Fruity Pebbles candy bars, they are now releasing a Cocoa Pebbles milk chocolate candy bar. Listen, them Fruity Pebbles candy bars. Dang good. Ooh. Dang good. Surprisingly amazing. Uh, So yeah, I'm down to try this one too. Uh, Reese's, which, you know, just can't stop making new things. It's coming out with a crunchy peanut bar, which seems like a cross between like normal Reese's and a Snickers. It has peanuts, peanut butter cream, peanut butter, and chocolate. Okay. Why not? And it's like a normal candy bar shape. Listen, I am keeping the outrageous bar in business. It's just saying. So good. Had one a day this past week. Uh, Don't Jack, need your judgment. <laughs> Jack in the Box has uh, released mac and cheese bites. Jack I in the miss Box. Mac and cheese bites. Oh, Oops, stop sorry. Stop hitting things. Stop it. Uh, I remember Sonic had mac and cheese bites for a while. Our local Taco Box had them for a while, and they were all amazing. But here's the thing, yeah. Being able to do them properly is difficult. Mm-hmm. Cotton Patch tried to do them for a while, and it was awful really yes hmm. terrible well there I wasn't like a whole lot of flavor to them oh, you know what i think i tried those weren't they really big suckers they were too? very they very were... large and uh, so they look you know, like meatballs almost fried yes. meatballs They're so the giant. way to make a mac and cheese ball is making the macaroni and cheese and then slightly freezing it so yeah. that it becomes hard and you can roll it and fry it yeah but the issue is freezing it for too long causes it to lose its flavor. Uh-huh. And so it, when you fry it, it kind of has that watered down. Yeah. And I think that comes from the fact that it's, well, I don't really know, but I think it has something to do with restaurants trying to do it. Yeah. Fast food versions are that already, always better. That already know how to fry stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For always sure. good. Yeah. Restaurant ones are hit or miss all the time. Yeah. But yeah, so 
The, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan of Jack in the Box, but oh. I would go for some mac and cheese bites. I love Jack in the Box. <laughs> Jack in the Box. Gatorade Zero is expanding their brand with a Gatorade Zero with protein. Uh, Fruit Punch, Glacier Cherry, Cool Blue, their big three. Uh, they're releasing those out. I think it's like 16 grams of protein in a whole bottle. Okay. I mean, okay. You I'll buy them. You got to get it. You got to get it. Yeah. Got to get them games, yo. Uh, Little Caesars is testing out that. a $9 garlic Parmesan chicken pizza. See, they had me until they said chicken. <laughs> Why do people got to ruin things with chicken? I like garlic parm chicken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, DQ is bringing back its chicken and biscuits DQ. basket. DQ. It's a chicken strip basket, essentially, but with cream gravy. But instead of Texas toast, it comes little mini biscuits. Okay. Right. Yeah. I go hate it. And uh, also, DQ is bringing back its frosted animal cookie blizzard. Yeah. yeah. I saw the sign today as yeah. I drove past on my way home from it school. Was, it was very popular last year, and so it has made a return. Interesting. Yeah. I might have to try I it kind of feel like it. I... And you know how I am about sweets. I love some sweets. I love me some sweets. But it immediately, just reading the sign, it kind of made my jaw hurt. Thinking of how... <laughs> Too much you sweets. Know? Yeah. <laughs> Currently, my jaw is hurting right now. <laughs> just uh, thinking about it. Well, here we are. Uh, time for the main topic. I and, feel like uh, the way that you feel right now is how I felt yesterday. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, yes, it is a bit of a controversial one. We're going to be talking about... Marijuana today, uh, if using it as a sin, if states legalizing it changes things, medical use, all kinds of things. Here in New Mexico, our government has been trying to legalize recreational marijuana for, uh, I think, the last eight years. And this year, they were successful. Uh, New York is also legalizing recreational marijuana this year. It's actually fully legal in several states. It's legal in Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, Arizona, Montana, South Dakota, Michigan, Illinois, Vermont, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Maine, Alaska, and of course, the first uh, to legalize it for recreational purposes was Colorado. Uh, so we're almost behind yeah. as our state. Like this, this is a real thing for a lot of people already. All, almost all of our bordering states. Yeah. Uh, now, medical marijuana is available in pretty much all states except for Idaho and Nebraska, which remain the only two states where it's fully prohibited. Uh, but I remember uh, Deidre and I, I think I've told the story a couple times in the show, but now that we're actually talking about this topic, I'll reiterate it. Deidre and I, when we took our trip, uh, we took a 12-day trip kind of across America in the heartland of America. We actually made a heart in our drive pattern. Um, we got to Colorado. And as we're driving through, like, the country, we're not even in a town, we see this giant white facility with a big green cross on it, like a red cross, you know, but green. And we're like, this is a weird place for a hospital way out here nowhere. Like, why is it green? Maybe it's like an animal hospital or something out here for the the farms. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We just kept driving. It wasn't until we got to uh, our hotel and we saw a big placard on the outside that said, smoking not allowed in this facility. And then marijuana use not allowed in this facility with a big marijuana leaf with the no symbol across through it. Like, oh, That's this right. is Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot all about this aspect of Colorado. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it was, it was weird. Yeah. And so then we figured out, okay, so that was just a giant dispensary and they were like a, a farm essentially mm-hmm. to grow that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we just saw them 
we were seeing them everywhere. Yeah. We saw that green cross thing everywhere in Colorado when we were there. Um, so it was very, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like a fish out of water type thing. We're just like, this is a normal thing here, but this would be super illegal Mm -hmm. in uh, our state. Um, so before we talk about recreational use, uh, in the next segment, let's talk about medical use. Okay. Uh, I won't name any names, but I do know a handful of people who use marijuana for medical purposes, mainly Mm -hmm. for pain relief. Yeah. Um, but it's more than just like a replacement for ibuprofen. Like it's, it's a targeted pain relief that most um, pain relief medications can't reach. Mm-hmm. Or at least if you were to take enough of that medication to kill that pain, it would be too much for your body to handle. Mm-hmm. It would be dangerous mm-hmm. uh, or even addictive if you had to go for some of the higher painkillers, mm-hmm. uh, which addictive to that is pretty, pretty dang dangerous. Yeah. Um, but I remember, you know, it's, it's been such a taboo in society, but even more so in like church culture and Christian society. Uh, my dad, uh, was afraid to use it because it's been so taboo. Like he didn't want to get a medical marijuana card, but he had severe back problems. He had some sort of disc, uh, messed up, uh, to where he had to like wear this almost looked like a tactical vest. It was just such a big, uh, harness essentially to keep him being able to stand up and walk and move, but he would be sitting down all day. He would just be in miserable pain all the time. Uh, and it likely would have made his last few months a lot more bearable, but he just had this block of, I can't do that. I can't mm-hmm. do that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a, and, and before knowing people who used it, I think I would have had that same kind of reaction. Yeah. I'd be like, ah, you know, it might hurt, but you don't want to go down that route. Right. Uh, but I feel like my, my feelings on at least medical use have changed because mm-hmm. I've seen it work. Yep. I've seen it actually really work. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to use enough of it to where you're high, like to where you're hallucinating things and all this kind of stuff in order for it to be a pain relief. Yeah. But it does not take much compared to uh, opioids, you know, to relieve that pain in a major way. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had the one of the people that I'm thinking of. Well, there's two people that I'm thinking of, but one of them had been in chronic pain for so much, so long that that pain medication could not touch, and they started drinking really heavily mm-hmm. to try and kill it. But that was bad too, and that yeah. was going to kill their liver over time too, because that's the only thing they could do. They would they would bear through the pain through the day, and then at night they would just go and drink until they couldn't feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they quickly realized that's just a bad pattern. <laughs> it's a very bad pattern to be in. Uh, and then the other person I, uh, in my life has, you know, has a chronic pain, pain problem. It has for, for a majority of their life. And it wasn't until they finally broke down and tried this that they found actual relief from it. Mm-hmm. Like they could, they could function. They could work. They wouldn't be, uh, you know, working and then every half hour just have to sit down and wince at the pain for a little while until that section passed. Like they could go about their day like a normal person. Yeah. Uh, again, not high, not taking enough to where they can't function or can't drive or anything like that, just enough to kill the pain. And yeah. so I, I, I'm not against it. 
And yeah. I don't really see a biblical reason to be against it for medical use. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Chris's mom was diagnosed with cancer in 2015 and passed away in 2016. Um, and those last few months, um, we know 100% that we had a few more months with her than what we would have had because of medical marijuana and yeah. her use of medical marijuana. Her, she had stomach cancer um, and large, large tumors within her stomach. And so that made eating incredibly painful, mm. really, really difficult. Um, and so for several months, she was practically eating nothing mm. and lost a drastic amount of weight. The first time that we saw her, it was the second time actually that we saw her after her diagnosis. Um, Chris's brother and his, his family had come to visit us here. And then we followed them back home to spend a couple weeks during the summer there. And the last thing that Nick said to us before they flew home and we drove there. The last thing Nick said was just so you're aware when you see mom, you're you're going to be taken back. She mm. doesn't look the same. Um, and she, she had lost roughly 80 pounds. Mm. So it was just this drastic she weight wasn't loss. She was a big woman either. No. Um, within a short amount of time. Yeah. And so probably four months before her passing, you know, Chris's brother and sister had realized that her appetite had really slowed slowed down and she wasn't eating at all. And so in order to kind of prolong our time with her, they looked into the option of medical marijuana and it actually gave her not only her appetite back, her desire to eat, but it took away that pain yeah. that she felt when she did eat. Um, of course the end result was still the same, you know, but right. it's, not, it's not a cure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, but it made those last several months more bearable yeah. for her and gave us selfishly a little more time with her, you know? So in that regard, seeing it from that perspective, I mean, before that I was 100% for the use of medical marijuana but that only solidified it for me, mm. just knowing the benefits that truly can come yeah. from the proper use of it. And to be fair, you will not hallucinate on marijuana. I don't know. I've never taken drugs. I'm just saying. <laughs> marijuana in and of itself, at its natural form, will not cause halluc hallucinations. Does it just make you real chill or what? Uh, well, it depends. It's different on every person. Just like taking... Medication of any kind has different effects on different people. Hmm. Um, it's when it's mixed with other things that are uh, not natural gotcha. that it causes those weird. Or if it's that synthetic scary... marijuana. That was a big thing in Albuquerque when we lived there. Yeah. Bath salts or whatever that was called. And spice. Everywhere. Spice. Was, spice. Mm -hmm. It was everywhere. Yeah. They were selling it in every drugstore and they had to come up with this this law banning it and then they had like all these underground people selling it at this point See, but, like so people were like eating people people turning into cannibals with that stuff 
And this is all part of my reasoning for the legalization of marijuana. Things like that. Well, we will talk about that uh, when we come back. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. uh, But when we come back, uh, we're going to talk recreational use of marijuana, what uh, that looks like in a legal society, and uh, if it's uh, safe. Stick around. week in nerd history, Geraldo strikes out. Al Capone was a notable criminal figure and gangster in Chicago, running gambling, alcohol, and prostitution rackets in the early 1900s. After orchestrating an assassination attempt on former head Johnny Torrio, Capone took control of the Chicago Outfit Organized Crime Syndicate and was placed on the FBI's most wanted list. He was sentenced to prison over income tax evasion in 1931 and died in his home in 1947. Capone had previously housed his headquarters at the nearby Metropole Hotel in Chicago, but in July 1928, moved to a suite in the Lexington Hotel, also in Chicago. Capone ran his various enterprises from this hotel until his arrest in 1931. A construction company in the 1980s planned a renovation of the Lexington Hotel, and while surveying the building, discovered a shooting range and a series of secret tunnels, including one hidden behind Capone's medicine cabinet. These tunnels connected taverns and brothels to provide an elaborate potential escape route in case of police raid. These discoveries led to further investigation of this hotel, notably by researcher Harold Rubin. Rumors said Capone had kept a very secret vault beneath the hotel to hold some of his wealth. On April 21st, 1986, Geraldo Rivera hosted a special live two-hour event called The Mystery of Al Capone's Vaults, which had been greatly hyped as potentially revealing great riches or dead bodies on live television. This included the presence of a medical examiner, should bodies be found, and agents from the IRS to collect any of Capone's money that might be discovered. When the vault was finally opened, the only thing found inside were dirt and several empty bottles, including one Rivera claimed was for moonshine bath tub gin. After several attempts to dig further into the vault, Geraldo admitted defeat and voiced his disappointment to the viewers, apologizing as he thanked the excavation team for their efforts. Although it gathered criticism and became infamous for its disappointing ending, the program was the most watched syndicated television special that year, with an estimated audience of 30 million people. With this event, Rivera had inadvertently launched a no-news form of news, where instead of reporting on news, entire programs were devoted to possible and hypothetical news. Included in this style of news broadcasting is news channels counting down and hyping up upcoming news events, like a presidential briefing discussing what might be news in the future. That's right, the mind-numbing 24-hour news cycle essentially started when Geraldo Rivera struck out in Al Capone's vault. There was nothing in Al Capone's vault, but it wasn't Geraldo's fault. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Show. I'm Randy Matt. And I'm Mo. <laughs> Do you remember? I, yeah. And today we're talking about marijuana. Mm-hmm. But first, uh, we get, well, before we get back to the topic of the day, we got a taste test. <laughs> Mo's nervous. 
Now, while our normal audio morning show is the main version of the show, we do record our Tuesday shows on the LTN Radio Twitch channel, either the Friday night or Saturday morning before. Uh, we interact with Twitch, share some bonus stories, and of course, they get to see our taste test live. So visit twitch.ltnonair.com and give us a follow. Of course, if you don't catch it, we will put some of the highlights and the taste test uh, on our YouTube channel. So follow us there too, youtube.ltnonair.com. Now let's get down to business. Uh, we talked get down to business. See, you said you don't want to keep singing the song. So I keep trying to ran through <laughs> the phrase and you still sing it. Uh, we talked about this actually on one of our, our Junk Food Tuesdays. It was a very weird uh, uh, option. It was a Pringles flavor called the the Moa Burger, which is based on a fictional animal in the Halo series. A bird that they make burgers out of. And so that's what I have here. The Moa Burger. Look at that burger it's got on there. Four freaking patties. Uh, this is a tie-in, of course, with Halo. Pringles Wavy. This is what with Halo? Oh, okay. Halo. Italian, Italian, Italian. I heard this is Italian, of course, this with is Halo. Italian. Of course, what Halo, is, the famous what Italian. What are you talking about right uh, now? Video game about aliens. Uh, so I have no idea. I have not read what uh, this tastes like. I haven't read any reviews. I've kept myself uh, radio silent when it comes to how this is going to be. Smells like Pringles. I don't smell anything weird. Don't smell anything except for Pringles. Yeah. What's the rule with Pringles? You have to have two. Uh, no, that's not a rule. That's the rule. <laughs> We've talked about this before. All right, here we go. It's they're wavy. Did you say they're wavy? They wavies. They did, wavies. Did you say that already? I and did. I was yeah, ignoring I'm sure you. I did. Okay. <laughs> well, kind of spicy. A little bit, but not too much. That's delightful. What it's is the very, flavor? I have no idea. It's very complex, but it is very good. Just a little bit spicy, but a lot of flavors going on, and they are working for me. I am loving it. It's so good. What's the flavor? <laughs> it doesn't taste like a burger. <laughs> but Mo it's great. Moa is good, y'all. This is this is like second right underneath those um, jalapeno onion ones from Man. Japan. These are really dang good. Wow. I'm trying to pinpoint the flavor, and I just can't. I can't pinpoint any specific flavor, but there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It's a whole heck of a lot of dish deliciousness. Holy cow. <laughs> this, this is so good. Um... Just the right amount of spice for me, because it's just a little bit, just enough to tingle the tongue after a few. <sighs> wow. What is it? That's a win. <laughs> I cannot tell you what the flavor is, but that is a win. That is in the top tier of Pringles chips I've ever had, which is a bummer because it will not be a permanent flavor. Limited time only. Hot dang, that's good. Man. <clears throat> All right. Uh, but I do have a bonus taste test. Oh, no. Uh, it's another chip. Another one that might be a little spicy. Uh, we talked about this on the show, I believe, last week. 
I found a little sliver of <laughs> Doritos roulette. Oh dear heavens. Nacho cheese flavored. Nacho cheese. <laughs> Most of them are normal nacho cheese chips and occasionally there's a spicy one. So I figured we would just keep eating these until one of us hit a spicy one. But we already, see my mouth is already a little bit heated. <laughs> Getting a little heated up in here. I just want a, a, an excuse to eat Doritos. That's fair. Maybe hot, maybe not. That's what the bag says, y'all. And so, like, my, my concern with this is that the, the heated chips are going to rub off on the normal chips. Mm -hmm. But I just had a normal one. I don't feel any spice. Normal for you? Normal. Now y'all just eat and watch and see Doritos. Yeah. Normal. That was hot. <laughs> yeah, that was hot. Really hot. <laughs> you alright? And it was only like less than half of one. <laughs> oh, is it really hot? <laughs> that is so surprising if it can have that kind of an effect and not rub off on the other chips. How do they do that? I don't know. Are you okay? I was hot. <laughs> I've never seen you be this calm with the heat. <laughs> but it looks more painful than when you're screaming at how hot it is. This is exactly how I was with the one chip challenge, remember? Really? Oh, yeah, that's true. You were very quiet. I'm trying to see if I can see a difference, but... See, I mean, now I'm flex, wishing I would have looked. The red flecks are the same as they are on the... But see, and I also want to have a whole one. That was hot. My cheeks are all flushed. <laughs> well, I've had uh, five of those suckers and no heat whatsoever. I've had five of those suckers and no heat whatsoever. Watch this one be hot again. <laughs> you good? That was fine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Brian in our Twitch chat is saying it's kind of ironic that you're doing Junk Food Tuesday and taste tests on the day you're talking about marijuana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the irony is not lost on us. <laughs> one more. See if I can hit a hot one. Nothing? No. <laughs> this could be a taste for COVID to see if you have taste still. It took forever for my wife to get her taste back. I think she's still only at like 75%. That's Chris. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Chris, too? Your mouth is so full of chips. My bad. Jeez. Let's continue on the show. How? So only one so far, and it was a half a one. Yeah. You haven't had any? Nope. I'm done. I'm going to ruin my keto if I keep eating these. That also makes me mad because I really want to take on those Moa Burger chips. Now you get to keep them. <laughs> Moe's going to finish the bags. He's going to find every single hot chip. There was the second one. Oh, did you get it? And I'm done. 
you know. Now my nose is running. Apologies to our radio listeners because it was hearing us crunch for 10 minutes. Ho, <laughs> 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 oh, oh. <laughs> Really hot. Uh-huh. How do they do it without it rubbing off of the other chips? I don't get it. Is it in the batter of the chip itself? It's got to be something. Because that's one of my question. This was a thing for last year, too. They had they, the first came out with these last year. And that's what I thought. I'm like, they're all going to be kind of hot because the hot chips are going to rub off on the normal chips. But no, Mm-mm. they weren't. I'm still mad that you didn't get a hot one. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know how much I care about you that I'm not forcing you to finish that bag. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Brian, that's what I was thinking. It would almost have to be in the actual chip, like the pulp of the chip. It would have to be the heat in there uh, in order to not rub off on the other chips. Can I have a Kleenex so I can wipe my fingers instead of licking them? Because (laughs) (laughs) All right. I should make you I should make you lick that. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> pass. Hard pass on that. Uh, last segment, we talked about medical marijuana, uh, but also told you that our state is the latest to start the legalization process for um, recreational marijuana, which uh, should be hammered out by next year, I believe. I think that's the rollout plan. Like, it's not immediately fine. I think the only thing that happened immediately was that they were rolling back, like, sentences for people like you, right? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. For people who had uh, convictions for uh, marijuana usage, I guess, uh-huh. or having yeah. a, a small amount of marijuana on them. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing that happened immediately. Uh, but here in our home state, uh, we're kind of experiencing a, a brand new quirk of society here. Like this, it's time for change and uh, not sure. Well, that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe in Colorado and in most states, it's still like a county by county thing as to the rules of when and who and how much. Right. Um, like our county here in New Mexico, still, you can't buy beer on Sundays. You can't buy alcohol on Sundays uh, with the exception of think like buy the drink in restaurants. I think that's the only thing you can do. But you can't like go and get, you know, a, a 12 pack of uh but light or whatever. You can't take that home. Can't go to the Albertsons or also. Right. So you go to the grocery stores or the, the convenience stores here and they got like tarps and ropes and junk over, over those sections on Sundays. It looks really janky and weird. Uh, Walmart has a closing, uh, metal gate Gate. that rolls out and locks on Sundays. It's kind of still weird. Which is something Um, that I didn't know when we first moved here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That you couldn't buy it on Sundays. Uh huh. So you're breaking down the gate or what? What are you saying? I just thought that it was really strange. <laughs> it is, yeah. Compared to most of America, yeah, it's it's still a little, feels Although, a little outdated. Growing up in North Carolina, I grew up where it, you couldn't buy it past ten o'clock. Hmm. I don't. I don't hate that rule. I don't hate that rule. <laughs> I feel like if you're if you're out drinking that late. We also had yeah, ABC stores, though, ideas. liquor stores yeah. that you could go to. That's where you would typically buy your alcohol, not necessarily in the grocery store. What's an ABC store? It's an it's a a liquor store. Alcohol, bullets, and cannabis. I don't it's know what the ABC. Worst. <laughs> the worst Man. kind of store. I don't know what it stands <laughs> for, but it's all alcohol. Mm. 
Okay, so they have a lot of those in Texas. Like, you know, we're, we're really close to the Texas border, Lubbock. Yeah. They have a lot of, like, just straight-up liquor stores. They even have a drive through liquor store in Lubbock, which is weird to me. That, yeah. Just so it's different. It's a different part of the culture. Um, so that's what we're doing. Um, that's what we're, how we're living. Moving into this, it's going to be a whole new thing, a whole new product genre. We're going to see all new stores popping up in local areas. Uh, but our county specifically here in New Mexico is a more conservative county. Like this bottom, bottom like triangle <laughs> of New Mexico, this the southeast, uh, yeah, southeast kind of corner is more conservative leaning, more Bible Beltish. We're like the tail really end Texas. of the Bible Belt. Yeah, it's essentially Texas, mm-hmm. and um, completely different from most of the rest of the state. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what will happen here. I'm not sure if it will be extremely limited to when you can buy it. Um, it's going to be strange. It's going to be all new. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question, I guess, one of the questions uh, that would pop up with this, especially among believers, of course, is maybe just exclusively among believers, is is it a sin? Right. Is it a sin to use recreational marijuana? Right. Uh, so the first question, uh, like for the longest time, we didn't have to answer that question. Because it was against the law. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's a sin. Right. You're breaking the law. Right. Uh, we don't have to go any further than that. Breaking the law, it's a sin. Yeah. Uh, so with this, of course, marijuana is not mentioned in the Bible, uh, as are you know, many, many things not mentioned in the Bible. Uh, so it's one of those things where you kind of have to gauge it based on how similar things are treated. And so I think the closest... Um, Comparison would be alcohol. Sure. Alcohol is mentioned in the Bible. Intoxication is mentioned in the Bible. Drunkenness is mentioned in the Bible. And uh, with that, there is varying levels of usage of alcohol. We've had this. We've had this whole show devoted to is drinking a sin, mm-hmm. which essentially we all kind of came to the conclusion that. Bible has plenty of instances of drinking in it uh, by righteous people, including Jesus himself. And that in and of itself was not deemed sinful. It is the act of drunkenness, as in over-imbibing, to the point of intoxication. And people like to argue, saying, well, even one sip will intoxicate you somewhat. And, you know, that's... That's really a personal thing, I think. It's it's based on your own limitations and what you know and your responsibilities about your body. Um, but legally, it's or not legally, I guess, but medically, it's usually about uh, I think four to six drinks uh, for a man and two to four drinks for a woman is where you kind of cross over into the impaired, the legally impaired uh, definition in most states. In most okay. states, most yes. States. Mm-hmm. So we'll lay that out. That's that's essentially the legal legal aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is again, it is a hard one. It is a hard thing to to judge. It is a personal thing. If you know that you can only have two drinks, and beyond that, you're loopy and making bad decisions. Well, you know where your limit is then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might be completely different from the next guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have. I have had many uh, alcoholic beverages in very short amount of time, and it has never done a single thing to me. 
Uh, and again, that's happened in three occasions. <laughs> There's been three occasions that I've had to have too much alcohol and I never apparently reached that limit. <laughs> and so I've never been drunk. I've never had that impaired uh, ability. Um, I wouldn't say not for lack of trying. I don't think I was trying to get drunk, but you know, we were, we were letting loose. <laughs> it was our honeymoon. What can I say? Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's like. I'm not on that level to where I understand what it's like to be in that area, let alone in the marijuana usage area. Okay. So I don't know. I can't say from personal experience if marijuana works the same way or not. If there is a there's a certain amount that you can have before you're actually impaired or if that impaired impairedness kind of happens right away. Okay. Do you know more about this than I do? Probably. <laughs> um so just like alcohol, depending on the tolerance way- level. That's the word I was trying to say. I'm sorry. Tolerance level. Just like alcohol. <laughs> you know, alcohol has different levels of um Proof. Thank you. Alcohol proof. Yes. Okay. So just in that kind of in that same way, depending on how it was grown, you know, how long it was grown, um, there are different variables to the potency. How much THC is in it, right? Isn't that what's of marijuana? Yeah. I want to say yes, but that I don't one hundred percent know. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Well, yes, THC is, but I don't know if THC is what is the um, cause of the. I'm going to double check. I'm pretty sure that's that's something that I know, (laughs) but I'm, but now, now that you're saying you're not sure, I'm not sure either, Um, but go ahead. Keep going. And that's only because I'm not a science person. Let's just, (laughs) let's be clear. This is. THC. Intoxication occurs at the ingestion of less than seven milligrams of THC. Psychoactive ingredient. Psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. Okay. So depending on the variables in that regard, we'll determine and depend on your different level of quote unquote high. Yeah. Okay. This actually says for marijuana, uh, a lower dosage is needed to induce a state of intoxication which is that seven milligrams of THC, uh, which is a, approximately the equivalent of four puffs of a, like a, cig- a marijuana cigarette. Okay. I don't know what else that means. <laughs> sure. Um, but let's see. Uh, if the purpose of consuming marijuana was for nourishment and taste, we would only need, we would only eat, uh, need to eat the amount that would not cause an intoxicating effect, which would be about 200 milligrams of marijuana leaves which would have about that seven milligrams of THC in it. Like this, this article that I'm using here, which is from a website that I don't always agree with, but it had a lot of information, uh, the gospel coalition. Um, but it's saying here for comparison with alcohol. And one of the things that it talks about is why you use it with alcohol. Uh, drinking alcohol, alcohol often is a taste thing. A lot of people like the taste of certain alcohols. Yeah, um, I mean, y'all have had special IPAs and whatnot, mm-hmm. things that, that, you know, their flavor is a key aspect in it. Right. Um, as opposed to someone who is specifically drinking to get drunk. 
mm-hmm. which we know is a big problem. Sure. Uh, you know, that just those are the people that are trying to escape life, mm-hmm. uh, essentially, to dull things uh, so they don't have to feel. Uh, yeah. You know, that's that's a that's an addiction. That's a problem at that point. Uh, and so this article is talking about. So why do we use marijuana? It wouldn't be for flavor. It wouldn't be for a social aspect like, you know, going to a bar or hanging out with friends. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be. But if that's the only part of the aspect, <laughs> it wouldn't really count in the same way, I don't think. Um, so, I, don't, I mean, there even have been, you know, benefits, health benefits to like red wine and mm-hmm. things of this nature. In fact, they talk about that in the Bible quite yeah. a few times, using wine for your stomach's sake mm-hmm. and all this. And outside of medical marijuana use, would recreational marijuana fall under that umbrella? Under what umbrella? You lost me. I'm not standing of, under the of, umbrella of, anymore. Of using, <laughs> <laughs> of using it for health purposes, if it's not actually prescribed as a medical marijuana situation. If you're just using it because you stubbed your toe, would would that count as a legitimate use of recreational marijuana? Like, I'm not going to go to the doctor and get a medical marijuana card or prescription or anything. I'm just going to go down and get some gummy bears or whatever that have THC in them. It's all, see, this is all stuff that's just a, a weird new thing for us. It is. And I'm sure this has been discussed on other podcasts in those states that have already had this legalized many, many times. Sure. I'm sure it has been. We're coming at this fresh. Yeah. Um, Here's here's my take, okay? There are many benefits that I personally see from the usage of marijuana done properly, done correctly, okay? Um... I would rather legalize marijuana and put stricter restrictions, regulations, regulations on alcohol. Personally, that's my personal standpoint. Um, I have those opinions because for the most part, marijuana is not addictive. Marijuana in and of itself grown naturally and properly is not addictive. Alcohol is. Um, For the most part, marijuana in and of itself is, cannot be linked to crime. That is true. And that's been something that uh, has been, was touted for a long time with like the quote unquote war on drugs and things Mm -hmm. that, that it was a gateway drug to opioids and all these other things. And mm-hmm. study after study since then has kind of been like, oh, no, it's it's really not. Yeah. It's not really. Like, it can be a gateway, I guess, into that community because it's illegal. if you Yeah, will. because it's illegal. And so if you want to get it, you had to do shady stuff and shady, you know, with shady people mm-hmm. to get it. And those people are often also peddling other addictive substances. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so 
it can be a gateway in that it introduces you to the op- opportunity to also get other illegal drugs, mm-hmm. but not in the sense of you're going to smoke marijuana and then one day you're going to be like, I need crack cocaine. Right. Right. Um, in the same way, it's not just like I said earlier, it doesn't cause you to hallucinate. It doesn't cause you to um, be violent, be volatile to the point of, um, oh, what's the word? Um, like domestic abuse or assault or mm, things like, like that. steroids or things of right. that nature. No mm-hmm. roid rage involved. Right. Um, <clears throat> my personal standpoint is... I would rather see all opiates taking, taken off the market 100% and medical marijuana be used as the main pain reliever for people who um, live with chronic daily pain. Mm. Um, simply because... What happens when you take a drug, um, a prescription drug for too long? Your body becomes immune. Oh, yeah. So you have to up it. There comes a point where it no longer works. And so you are then either upping your dosage or you're changing your medication altogether. Either way, that will destroy typically your liver. Those exactly. Kind of things. Yeah, just absolutely um, ravage your body. Mm-hmm. Not only that. my dad couldn't take them. We have figured out that is why Chris had his seizure last summer. Mm. Because he was switched from one pain reliever, one opiate, to another. Mm. And it was a sudden switch. They completely cut him from one and put him on another instead of like a slow trickle effect um and his body shut down his body reacted negatively um to the switch which nobody could have seen nobody could have known that was how his body was going to react but at the same time it should be well enough known it should be at least a you know this could possibly happen so let's take it slow let's figure it out you know um and in that regard at 35 years old I shouldn't have to be watching my husband fighting for breath. Yeah. You know, um, if it were possible for him to be on medical marijuana, no questions asked 100%, that would be the route that we were taking because quality of life, it would give him his quality of life back. He wouldn't have to, like you were saying earlier, work for 30 minutes, go sit back down, wince in pain. Yeah. Before he can get up and finish, finish the job, you know, and I wouldn't have to be constantly fearful of how his body's going to negatively react towards medication. Furthermore, my husband has struggled his entire adult life since he was 14, not quite an adult, but old enough with an addiction to painkillers. Hmm. And so now that he's in a point in his life where he has a chronic illness that requires him to be on painkillers, this is something he battles every single day with 
essentially like being an, an alcoholic, having to drink alcohol to sustain their life. Right. But having to also know the balance between what's okay and what's not okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's gotta be, it just mind screw up. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's the, the fact that you know that you have a tendency toward an addiction towards something Mm -hmm. that you have to take Mm -hmm. and you have to keep yourself from overtaking it, but Mm -hmm. you can't cut yourself off from it. Exactly. That's just. Yeah. And we, we personally know of at least one person, I'm sure several who have gone down that same road in the past. Opiates took over their body stopped. Yeah. You know, um, receiving the pain killer effect, if you will, of the opiates and it turned to heavy drugs, heavy drug use. Yeah. You know, it completely changed their lives. And that's not something that um, is low in numbers. It happens more frequently than what. Yes. Thank you. It happens more frequently than what most people realize. You know, a, a lot of the people who are struggling with a drug addiction, a heavy drug addiction started down the road of painkillers and opiates. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> that's um, the gateway drug. Right. Agreed. So wh- one of the things you brought up um, was briefly in the last segment was uh, legalizing it, you know, decriminalizing it, I guess. Mm-hmm. a bit. Um, I, I've been for that for a long time. Because as more and more studies have come out and proven that this is not the same thing as meth and, you know, all that, it's not in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of like the heat scale, you know, it's like that Doritos chip compared to the one know, chip challenge. The one chip yeah. challenge. Like there's a big gap yeah. between the Scoville unit uh, number there. And it's a it's the same with marijuana. Marijuana is is, like, you know, right here. Everything else way far up here. But they're all treated in the same vein. Mm-hmm. And so someone who is caught with, you know, an ounce or whatever of this, um, of marijuana on them, you know, they can go to jail. They can spend a long time in jail. Yeah. And I don't think that's ever been appropriate. And I think that as we started to learn more about that, it should have been a lot quicker to be like, hey, okay, let's roll that back a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to be really weird. To be in jail in one state for something that's completely legal in the state next to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of messed up <laughs> as well. Like uh, like someone in New Mexico could drive to Colorado, pick up weed, it'd be absolutely fine there. It's a whole legal process with a oversight committee and everything goes and make sure it's all clean and appropriate and all that and come back to New Mexico and be thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. It's just a strange thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I My personal thought is that medical marijuana, I think, should be 100% okay. Recreational marijuana, I think there's, there's, a, there's some gray area to it. I don't think it's, it's – uh, per, I personally don't think it's on par with alcohol. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as to saying that all recreational use of it is definitely 100% a sin, but I do think it's 
a bit more difficult uh, to justify it than it would be to justify the occasional beer, uh, biblically from that standpoint. Um, but that being said, I don't think we should be jailing people. I don't think that we should be uh, making as big a deal about it as we do other drugs. Other sure. drugs that are definitely much more addictive, much more body harming. This, mm-hmm. there, there just doesn't seem to be any evidence that marijuana usage actually harms your body. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure, you know, moderation and everything. I'm sure if there was someone who's basically eating plants every day, eventually will have some negative side effects. But for the most part, there, there just doesn't seem to be any real evidence that it's been harmful. Tell that to all the vegetarians out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I I don't don't know. I don't. I I can't give you a definitive answer of, of uh, at least when it comes to what Scripture says. Of yes, it's definitely a sin. I I do think being intoxicated by it, uh, at least at a certain level, equivalent to being intoxicated with with alcohol, uh, crosses into that territory. And it does appear that that level is much easier to reach, much quicker to reach with uh, THC as opposed to alcohol. Uh, So it would require a lot of personal responsibility to make sure that you don't fall into that. Yeah. Um, So the for me, is it a sin? Two things. Altering our mindset. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which in that regard... We could argue that caffeine is a sin, you know, because it alters your mindset. Um, I can offer, I can argue that painkillers is a sin, alters our mindset. Um, and then something that Kevin brought up years ago when he was he was our pastor was anything that becomes um, your obsession if you will, is then something that you need to consider sin in Mm. your life. Anything that takes that place of God becomes a sin. Yeah. You know, we can say one of the 10 commandments, thou shall not have any other gods before me. We can say say that and kind of view it as, you know, like Baal or praying to praying to false gods or the golden calf or, or whatnot, you know, but when we consider gods as, um, anything that comes first in our thought process, that's a God, Yeah, you know, working out yeah, that can become a God Yeah, that can become an idol within our life, you know, Uh, to be totally fair and honest, even ministry, Mm -hmm can become an idol Mm -hmm. within our life. And so just like you were saying, it's going to take a whole lot of personal responsibility. Um, if it were, if recreational use of marijuana were to become legal, it would take a whole lot of personal responsibility to figure out where you personally land as a Christian and as a marijuana user. If you know, if that's the route you chose to take, um, but that's the same with anything yeah, in our life. Absolutely. You know, it. I think that it just seems a little more taboo because it's what's been instilled. Because it has been. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it has been for I a I can time. remember being in middle school and finding out that one of my closest friends, that her parents were users. 
and realizing that's illegal. They're criminals, Mm. you know, and completely seeing them different. They were amazing people. The best parents that I've ever known loved their children tremendously. Upstanding citizens, you know, worked amazing. The mom was a nurse. The dad was a firefighter. But they both had chronic conditions Mm. that they found marijuana to help with. Medical marijuana, medical usage wasn't even a thought at that point. Yeah. You know, and my outlook and perspective of them as people totally changed. It didn't matter anymore. And that's something that I think we need to get out of the habit of and come to a place of a little more grace and understanding that things aren't always so black and white. And uh, continuing on the idol thing. Uh, that's one more little aspect I'd like to touch on, and that's the marijuana culture, the weed culture. Mm-hmm. The, it, for instance, let's stick with alcohol for a second. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you'll be driving out around, and you'll see a big pickup truck or something in front of you, and they'll have a big cutout sticker of Budweiser right. logo on the back. At that point. If you love your beer so much that you're plastering it all over your vehicles and things, wearing clothes, hats, whatever, celebrating it, it's kind of becoming an idol in your life. Yeah. Weed culture with with the marijuana leaf becoming this symbol on clothes and jewelry and uh, all that, I think is the same vein. Sure. Of, yeah, that's, that's becoming an idol. This shouldn't be your identity. Mm-hmm. And if you're making it your identity, you're heading down the wrong path for sure. Yeah. Even if you don't smoke, which I know there are people. I knew them in high school. They didn't smoke, but they liked the culture because they, I don't know, listen to Snoop Dogg or whatever too much. Whatever the case was. Was that you? Did you have the... Way too... (laughs) But, I mean, just, just, you know, Red High Times magazine and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, you are not, you don't, you've never had any marijuana. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they were, they were so in love with that culture that it became an idol for them. And almost inevitably led to them eventually using it uh, addictively. Yeah. Uh, And of course, illegally at the time. And... Yeah, like I mean, it's 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 a uh, it's something that you have to check your heart for mm-hmm. on a, on a regular basis. Same thing with alcohol. If you find yourself in a situation where you think it's becoming addictive, even if it itself is not addictive as a substance, anything can become an addiction in your life if you're using that to escape other things. Yeah, which is exactly what you're saying. Any anything can become an idol. Anything can become an addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, gambling. Uh, shopping, you know, yeah. those things can become addictions. Mm-hmm. And so if you're finding yourself in a situation where you cannot like get through life without recreational use of marijuana, just to escape the reality of life, that right there is a sin. Mm-hmm. That right there is making it an idol. That right there is an addiction that is, uh, escaping the reality that God has placed you in, uh, instead of going to him to help you get through tough times. Yeah. Which, uh, which again, I'm not saying that you're a terrible person for, 
because I've done it. Right. All of us have done it with one thing or another, sometimes, multiple times, and sometimes for many, 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 many years. But eventually you're going to reach a point where you realize that's the problem, and then it's up to you to decide to get help, get off it, get changed, get your heart right, or continue on in this vein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was our discussion. Hey, <laughs> also, if it could be legal and be taxed. I mean, you know, one thing my brother said a long time ago is that he, he believes that all drugs should be made legal and taxed and all this. With the idea being society will kind of police itself. Because he said, you know, you all know people that are, you know, drunkards that get drunk all the time and. You don't like those people. Yeah. They aren't celebrated. You're like, come on, man. You don't want to just be drunk all the time. Yeah. So this will happen. The people that are going to use those drugs are going to use the drugs. That's exactly right. That's not going to change. And so let society put the pressure on them. Like, come on, man. You don't want to be a crackhead the rest of your life, do you? But, uh, I mean, it's just, if it's, if it was, if drugs were, were, were regulated, taxed, health codes and all this kind of stuff might in the long run actually wind up saving lives, even mm-hmm. if it were legal. I don't know. I don't know enough about that to say that definitively, but that is something my brother has always espoused. No, I, and I agree. Yeah. I agree completely. And that's something that my dad has also always stood on Postulated, the side of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's taken a lot for me to actually kind of sit back and not be like, you're crazy. <laughs> But to see it from an honest perspective and be like, you know, it, it makes sense. It mm. really does. You have to take aside the feelings that we've been, um, that have been ingrained in us for years and just look at it kind of from a clear perspective, from yeah. a new perspective and yeah. just say, okay, what are the good? What is the bad? What is the in-between? And none of that is saying that if you did that, that would make it uh, not sinful to use or anything of that nature, but just as a societal thing, just as how we treat it, how we fight this war on drugs, which we've lost. I mean, that's yeah. the war on drugs. Was in, we never stood a chance. Uh, it's just like the war on pornography. It's just, it's too big. There's no overcoming it. It is a, a, a unstoppable force. So now how do we handle it? Mm-hmm. What do we do from here? That's that's the situation we're in. So it's going to be interesting. I'm sure we'll talk about it as as those things start to roll out mm-hmm. in our state about what it looks like here in New Mexico briefly in the future. Uh, maybe we'll make this a yearly <laughs> update <laughs> episode. But uh, it every just... every year on well, this even, day, even this day is part of that drug culture thing, Absolutely. that weed culture thing. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. It's such a strange thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's weird. So, yeah, uh, Brian in our chat says, how, how do we not continue to lose ground in those wars is what we need to focus on. And you're absolutely right. Uh, it's, it, it's our tactics that we've been using in this country for years uh, clearly don't work. Locking everybody up clearly doesn't work. So what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, that's we're going to stop there 
because I'm sure we could talk for a lot longer, but we're, we're at an hour and a half of the show already. So we're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we will answer a question that you've been dying to ask us, I'm sure. More Back Row Morning Show to come. Stick around. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Back Room Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question from Twitch. Uh, Oriole Jedi, our MVP, Brian, he asks us, what would you name a boat if you had one? What would your personal boat's name be? The Mr. Beaumont. <laughs> That's right. You did give me that answer. <laughs> the Mr. Beaumont. Why? It's a friend's reference. Oh, okay. Um, they are at a silent auction. Joey bids on a... Joey, Rachel, Phoebe go to a silent auction. That's for Ralph Lauren, I want to say. It's for Rachel's work, wherever she's working at the time. Um, Joey bids on a boat, not realizing that the highest bid has to pay that Uh amount. He thought that the object was to um, guess the closest amount. Yeah, (laughs) essentially. They use that trope in the office toward the end, too. There's a whole. There was like a whole raffle thing, like where, where like there were like silent auctions mm-hmm. all the way around the room. Yeah, and Dwight just keeps looking it up on the internet. It's like forty two dollars for a you know a grill set or whatever. You guys don't know how to play guess the price. Yeah, it's like six hundred dollars. That's essentially <laughs> that's essentially what Joey has done. Um, so he ends up having he wins this boat and. <laughs> Rachel's like, you have to pay that. So they go in search of the second highest bidder and they try to sell the idea to him that you should have the boat just, you know, <laughs> and his last name was Beaumont. Mm. And she says, um, visualize it with me. Uh, the Mr. Beaumont, the wind whipping through your uh, arms because he has no hair. He's bald. <laughs> and she was going to say through your hair. Anyway. That's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, Rogar in our chat says Bodie McBoface. Um, Bodie McBoface. If, if I'm remembering the story correctly, was actually uh, like a, a city or a company had a boat and they used the Internet thing of name our boat. And uh, most votes for whatever suggestion wins, and somebody suggested Bodie McBoface, and it got all the the points. Okay, then. So they got it. Mountain Dew also had a a, a thing like that, and it went really bad for them. Mountain. It was name Dew. name a name a name a new flavor or whatever, and the uh, top voted answer was Hitler did nothing wrong. What? <laughs> <laughs> went very poorly. <laughs> So they didn't, you don't see those on the internet much anymore (laughs) because the internet is a garbage fire. Uh, For me, it'd be the yellow dart. Which is from Strong Bad. Uh, It's from Strong Bad's how to write an essay paper email, I think. 
And he's like, you got to jazz up your name. Can't just be Steve Craig. It's got to be Steve the Yellow Dart Craig. Yeah, like that. So I've always liked the Yellow Dart. And before I was going to be Radio Matt, our computer is freaking out. Okay, still recording. Good. Weird. Everything went black. Um, <laughs> uh, before I was Radio Matt in Among Us, I was the yellow dart. And I was a little yellow guy, and I had that little antenna. No, no, no. I had the um, party hat, the yellow party hat. So I was the yellow dart. Y'all remember what I said? But then I changed it. Proof. <laughs> Proof is in the story, y'all. I think that was yesterday. Like you said that. No, it wasn't. I'm pretty sure. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure it was. It wasn't. <laughs> I know for a fact. 100%. 150,000. No, no facts. I know at least 20. Hey, Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. <laughs> our verse for the day is Acts 1631. And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. Uh, that is going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission to become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner and choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air and at love thy nerd and if you're not already a member of the facebook group community <laughs> that have we have for christian so humor back row baptist church you can join for the last little bit we'll talk about that more tomorrow <laughs> so search us out and join in on the fun last so remember that we air first exclusively on ltn radio ltnonair.com every monday through thursday at 8 a.m eastern with an encore at 10 a.m but if you miss a day you just can't catch the show live find the back row morning show podcast version on all the places you get podcasts subscribe rate five stars and leave a review all of that helps us out immensely we'll be back tomorrow morning and we hope you will too mo final thought I don't know if I can say it. (laughs) Get closer to Jesus, (laughs) y'all. All right. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Come on.